Welcome to Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome into the show, Marvel Fantasy Football Podcast. This is part two of the draft grades. Hopefully you enjoyed part one. As I said yesterday, the podcast will be a little bit more structured throughout the season. Um, I kind of think it works. So I'm excited for you to hear the in-season podcast episodes. But um, (laughs) reluctantly, there will be a part two of the diss track this morning, um, I dissed six of you the other day. I got to diss the rest of you this morning. Boom, roasted. It reminded me, I got too over my head with this. So I, I started making a couple rhymes, right? So then I, I ended up on my Apple Notes. I, I had this whole rap laid out. I'm just going to give you the behind the scenes here. I had this whole rap laid out. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking up words that rhyme with this and this and this. I'm like, okay, this is going to be pretty good. I couldn't find a beat <laughs> to go along with the rap that I made. So that's part of why it sounds so terrible. Number two is because I have no rhythm. Uh, but number three, you guys ever grow up watching like Conan O'Brien and um, he'll do some stupid joke or stupid bit. And he'll just look at the crowd or camera, and after the bit, he'll just say, what are we doing? Why, why am I even doing this? Like, that was me yesterday. But listen, part two will be here today. Maybe it's a once-a-year type thing, so enjoy it while it lasts. Um, yeah, draft grades, part two, coming on the show today. Uh, the six people that I did not talk about yesterday, so I'm excited to dive into those teams. And listen... I know we had our draft. It was fun. It makes you feel like we're back, right? I'll tell you what officially marks the fact that we're back. You would think, oh, you know, once we start getting fantasy points uh, next week on the opening game. No. I got a text yesterday. I'm not going to reveal who it was. I got a text about a trade. That got the juices flowing. That's how I know we are back. When you're talking trade, I don't even know if this deal is getting done. That, that's not really what it's about. But getting a text or a trade offer, you get here that little notification. Oh, baby, 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 we are back. So without further ado, um, Jarvis, good morning. How are you today? Uh, what do you have for us today? Uh, Jarvis, I told you I don't think the people wanted a, a part two. I just... Again, I'm, I'm not prepared. But if you twist my arm. Okay. Yo. Listen. Yo. Listen. Yo. Welcome to the second part. I hope you guys laughed. Alicia took forever picking. We almost had to shut down the whole draft. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Make your freaking pick. Like Elliot tailing Vegas hacks. Wondering where to click. But when we're talking gambling, Gage is the king. He'll slam a 25-team parlay and call it a sure thing. Let's talk lemonade. I can see Juan shaking. Juan thinks he has a good team. He's obviously mistaking. Almost forgot about Jason. He's my brother-in-law. 
He's a favorite to come in last place, like he drew the last straw. Last but not least, let's mention the man they call Chick. On Sundays, he gets to hear announcers say, and that's a Trey Lance pick six. I think I dissed everybody. Man, this was fun. And remember, you can't diss this rap until you've won at least one. Ugh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Sorry you had to listen to that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, so let's dive right into it with our first team. Touchdown! Our first team today is going to be the trophy wife, Taylor Benoit, a.k.a. Taylor Benoit. Um, so let's dive into her team. Quarterback, Derek Carr. Running back, Austin Eckler. Running back, Zeke Elliott. Wide receiver, Mike Evans. Wide receiver, Darnell Mooney. Tight end, Dallas Goddard, Flex, Amon Ross St. Brown, Flex, Rashad Bateman, and first off the bench would be Rashad Penny. So let's dive into this uh, roster build here. I'm loving it. Uh, she has somehow improved every single year. Her first year in the league, way back when, uh, I believe she won the league. Uh, so she has a championship under her uh, tutelage. And she's only improved as a fantasy player. She's great at drafting, great at trading, great at waiver wire. Uh, so let's look here. Austin Eckler with her first round pick. Love that. Love that. Snaked around, took Zeke and Mike Evans. So a good uh, tandem at running back. It's going to be hard to beat that. Uh, Tyron Smith obviously out for the Cowboys. So Zeke could suffer a little bit. I heard a stat. It's kind of minimal for Zeke. He's uh, one, one point per game less effective when Tyron Smith is out of the game. So if he plays 17 games, you're looking at about 17 less points, give or take. You know, maybe it does hurt his goal line touchdown potential. Um, but it really hurts Dak Prescott when Tyron Smith is out. He is a shell of himself pretty much. So maybe the offense as a whole takes a step back without their offensive linemen. And, um, you know, Zeke should still get his. Mike Evans, Darno Mooney, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Rashad Bateman is a great wide receiver core. You have the proven commodity in Mike Evans, who at any moment could get 12 to 15 touchdowns. Um, I think I seriously think his floor is 10 touchdowns. I mean, bare minimum, barring injury, of course. Uh, but if he plays you know, 15 to 17 games, you're getting 10 touchdowns from Mike Evans, guaranteed. You know, low, low reception guy, that's going to be the more Chris Godwin role, but it doesn't matter. Touchdowns are king. So if you can project those on a given, you know, season, I'll take the touchdowns. Darnell Mooney, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Bateman are three huge breakout potentials in the industry. All the research I've done, those are three favorites those three, along with uh, like guys like Elijah Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, that's like the top five names right there to break out. You could take Juju off that list since he already has a top 10 wide receiver finish uh, on his belt because of what he did with the Steelers way back when. But these guys have not done it yet, but they're primed for a breakout. Amin Ra. Love that pick because James on Williams is going to be out for at least four weeks, and I project longer than that. I think most likely half the season, and a rookie wide receiver who didn't have a training camp is going to come in halfway through the season, and 
he's going to get off to a slow start. I, it's not like he's going to come in week one and start taking targets from Amon Ross. So I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's a value on draft day. There's guys being taken ahead of him, like most of the running backs that I just don't understand. Guys like Josh Jacobs, who could lose his job within the first couple of weeks. Um, I'll, I'll take the wide receiver there all day. Uh, Rashad Bateman, um, you know, he's primed for a breakout. Hollywood Brown, I believe, had 140-ish targets last year with the Ravens, and he's gone. Uh, and Bateman is just – they really – it's like Bateman's going to slide into the Hollywood Brown role, right? And they never really found someone to f- fill Bateman's role. So it's going to be him and Mark Andrews. Uh, Duvernay is going to, you know, get sprinkled in here and there. But I love this roster construction. Dallas Goddard as a, yes, not a premier tight end, but also not one of those dart throws at the end of your draft. He has proven that he can uh, – provide fantasy points for you and if something were to happen to aj brown and Devontae smith i mean dallas goddard it's, it's almost like a he has standalone value but an injury to one of those receivers my goodness he could he could go off so he does lack uh touchdown potential right now because he's probably third in the pecking order but um uh, you know again I, I i like him as a tight end and rashad penny first man off the bench listen all he's ever done when he's healthy is dominate for fantasy football. So the rule is, we could call it the penny rule, if he's healthy, you start him. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see if Taylor's going to start him or not. I know we don't always go by projections, but ESPN does have Rashad Penny projected for 11 points, and which would beat out a couple of her players on her starting roster. And it looks like to me Kenneth Walker is not going to be ready. He has the entire backfield to himself. And if I'm Pete Carroll starting Geno Smith, a shaky quarterback at best, against Denver week one, um, I'm thinking I want to pound the rock, and Rashad Penny might be the guy. So interested to see what she does there. But this is just a great roster. She also has upside. I'm not going to go over her whole team. But Naeem Hines is is a unbelievable standalone value. He could catch anywhere between 50 to 70 passes. So at any moment, she could throw him in her flex. And also is the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. So whoever has Jonathan Taylor um, does not have the handcuff, which, you know, there's schools of thought about drafting the handcuff or, or not drafting it. But I like to handcuff my players because it could save your season. That's just me as long as uh, the cost is is decent. So she's got someone else's handcuff. And then, um, you know, Tyler Algier, who, listen, He's not the starter right now, starting running back for the Falcons yet, but he's sitting behind a 33-year-old converted wide receiver to running back in uh, Cordero Patterson. That that experiment could explode at any time. They could just say, hey, you know what, we need you at wide receiver again, and they could put Algier uh, right in that role. So we'll see. I love her team. I'm going a solid B. I don't quite think it's Elliott's caliber, but I think and project Taylor is going to be in the playoffs. Good draft grade. It's going to be a B for me. Touchdown! All right. Moving on to our next team is going to be Mr. Chris Roach, a.k.a. the BV Bar Wenches. If there's one thing we know, it's that Chris Roach loves himself a flirty bartender. Let's get into his team here. Quarterback. Justin Herbert, of course, naturally. Uh, running back, Aaron Jones. Running back, Kareem Hunt. 
wide receiver Jamar Chase, wide receiver Jalen Waddle, tight end Kyle Pitts, flex Tony Pollard, flex Alan Lazard. First off the bench would be Kadarius Tony. Uh, so let's get into the team here. I love the starting roster. That's what I'm going to say. Love the starting roster. I think this has a Alicia feel to it. Remember, I loved Alicia's starting roster. Her bench is weak. Uh, to me, listen, it's not all about the bench, but you got to have some depth. And what I think Roach lacks is depth in the running back position. So comparing with my team who went zero RB, I was the last person to take running back, and it's not even close. If you remember, the first four picks in my draft were wide receiver. Um, I still have even a little bit more depth than he does. He does have Aaron Jones, who's, I mean, going to have a baller year, right? He's also sharing the backfield with A.J. Dillon, who's projected to break out this season. Kareem Hunt on a terrible Browns offense with no Deshaun Watson for the first, uh, you know, 11 to 13 weeks, and he shares the backfield. After that, Tony Pollard. We just talked about um, the left tackle for the Cowboys. Tyron Smith is out. Cowboys offense is going to struggle a little bit. He also shares the backfield. I don't mind where he drafted him. Tony Pollard is a is a good fantasy player to have. Don't 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 know if I want him in my starting roster. Um, after that, it's it's a lot of dart throws. Um, actually, only two: Isaiah Pacheco and Rex Burkhead. So if anything were to happen to any of these players, uh, he's he's kind of screwed. So I don't like the running back depth. With that said, though, he is elite at three different positions. Let's talk about Justin Herbert. Absolutely elite at the quarterback position. Could put up 50 touchdowns. Nobody would be surprised. Jamar Chase took him one pick before me. I was, oh, ooh, baby, baby. I wanted Jamar Chase. Uh, anyway, congrats on winning the Jamar Chase sweepstakes. Jalen Waddle, who's a little bit banged up right now, but I'm hoping he's ready for week one. Um, I hate when fantasy players are injured, even when they're not my players. I just want to see the totality of all the research that we've done, see, you know, the narratives. And I, I just want to see people out there. I want to see Waddle out there. And of course, Kyle Pitts, uh, a premier tight end. So in his quarterback one, wide receiver one and two and tight end one, he is going to be close to un unbeatable uh, with the upside. So we'll see what happens with the rest of his roster. Um, Alan Lazard in the flex is, is not a bad second flex. I, I do worry, um, man, all the research I've done probably from June to August, I mean, people were on fire for Alan Lazard in June. It was, oh my gosh, he, he's easily, he'll be like a Mike Evans type, you know, low reception, but high touchdowns. He's playing with Aaron Rodgers. Like the industry cooled off on Alan Lazard and it's scaring me. Not that everyone's always right, but I'm just saying like, if there are experts and, and people smarter than me cooling off on Alan Lazard, I'm definitely worried. Now where Roach took him, didn't cost him that much. It's not like he took him in the fourth round. I think, I think that's where did that, did Gabe Davis? I think that was another draft. That, Gabe Davis has been just getting launched into the fourth and fifth round. So this is kind of the opposite effect for Alan Lazard. He's he's dropping a round or two, and I think you're getting value there. So 
Um, and just a quick behind the scenes, Roach and I always have a, some stupid bet every single year. We just kind of come up with it. And it's usually like an off-brand bet, meaning it doesn't always include superstars. And this year is no exception. We have a bet, uh, total fantasy points for the season. I have Kadarius Tony. He has Joshua Palmer. You know, the winner gets like a like a 12-pack or whatever. Whatever the bet is, just a friendly bet. Um, but it's funny to me that he has both of those players on his bench. So he's hedging a little bit. What if uh, What if Kadarius Tony is who we think he is? Should be the number one for the Giants. Kenny Galladay is an awful pickup by the Giants. So I project Kadarius to be a great first player off your bench. Um, and he also has Brandon Ayuk. So he's absolutely loaded at the wide receiver position at any given moment. I think he's going to be starting four wide receivers every single week. Um, so with this draft, so this is a tough one. I'm going to go, I like the core of your team. I'm going to go B minus. I think you're a bubble team. So we're going to call it a bubble. If, if, if one thing happens to your running backs or Kyle Pitts or even Justin Herbert, I think you're in big trouble because you invested such high draft capital in those onesie positions, meaning Justin Herbert and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's, that's your squad right there. That's the core of your team. Um, but I do think you're going to start off hot. This is a lot like my review of Alicia's. I'm giving you the same grade as her. I have her on the bubble, not necessarily in the playoffs, but definitely contending. So Chris Roach on the bubble, B minus, great draft. Our next team is going to be Josh Benoit's team, a.k.a. the disappointing trash pandas. Let's talk about his team. Quarterback Trey Lance, Dalvin Cook, James Conner are the running backs, wide receivers, Michael Pittman Jr. and Hunter Renfro, tight end Dawson Knox, flex David Montgomery, flex Cordero Patterson, and first man off the bench for now is going to be Chase Edmonds. So this is the complete opposite of Roach's draft. Josh did not spend up on quarterback or tight end, uh, still managed to come out of the draft with Trey Lance and Dawson Knox. I think that's a that's a good win there. If you're going to wait on those two positions and you come out of the draft with those two guys, high upside young guys, I think I think you're doing just fine. Let's talk about the other positions. Dalvin Cook and James Conner, big big touchdown potential. Dalvin could be a league winner because of the change of the offensive scheme and head coach the Minnesota Vikings are going to entail. I mean, they were slow last year. They didn't run a ton of plays. Um, I'm hoping Dalvin gets more involved in the pass game. It was so odd to me. So Dalvin misses games every single year. He's never played 16, 17 games. He'll miss a couple games, right? When Madison came in last year, he was the one catching a ton of passes. And it was odd to me. Dalvin has that skill set, and I hope they use him like that this year. He was very unlucky with touchdowns, and that always changes year to year so i think he's gonna um you know have touchdown regressive regression positive regression i should say and um i think he's gonna be awesome for fantasy and then james connor is james connor i mean what do you have uh 18 touchdowns last year came out of nowhere so that potential is still there and all the cardinals did to solidify his role was trade or get rid of chase Edmonds. so i remember last year people didn't know who to take Edmonds or connor 
Well, <laughs> this year it's an absolute no-brainer. So it does cost you a third-round pick, but James Conner is absolutely the guy. And I think it's one of those situations where if you were to go down, there is no clear-cut handcuff. And sometimes I like having those running backs because that role is just so solidified and safe as long as that player's on the field. So love that running back room. Michael Pittman Jr. as their wide receiver one. No issue there. Obviously, I had to pay up for him. Um, I think we're kind of we're drafting him close to his ceiling. I'm not sure how much higher he can go than than being you know the wide receiver ten on the season. So obviously, Josh thinks he could probably be a top five receiver. Uh, you know where he drafted him. Hunter Renfro as your wide receiver two is a little scary to me. I he is a PPR stud. I'd rather have him as a flex for sure. But Josh went all in on running back. I mean, he's absolutely stacked at running back. Dalvin Cook, James Conner, David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, Chase Edmonds. He has Mark Ingram on the bench and Joshua Kelly. I mean, he has almost too many running backs. I probably that that sounds weird to say. Um, I think he could have go you know went ahead and, and grabbed a couple other uh, wide receivers to fill his void. With all that said, I do like this team. I'm giving it a B minus. However, I know I've given out a couple of B minuses already today. I am going to project that this is a playoff team because he's low at wide receiver, but that can be found pretty easily on the waiver wire, and it doesn't cost you the same that it cost getting running back on the waiver wire. If that makes any sense, wide receivers are already hot and cold. At any given time, he can look to the waiver wire and, uh, and see if he can find a player that maybe emerged that we didn't think about, maybe a rookie that's still out there. Uh, he does have Christian Kirk on his bench as well, so I can see him possibly making that switch with Hunter Renfro just for the touchdown potential rather than the PPR floor. But I'm going B-minus for Josh. It's a great core of your team. Excited to see what he does to kind of fill any extra voids. Our next team is going to be Mr. Mike Corrado. And his team name, somehow, ESPN still allowing it, Bathroom Handjobs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been his team name for a long time. The reason why I say that is because ESPN, now that it's Disney, it doesn't just let you put anything you want as your team name. But in the past, um, you know, you could literally write anything, swears, you know, vulgar language, stuff like that. Uh, but it no longer lets you, and I believe it looks like Corrado might have been grandfathered in. Um, so let's take a look at his team. He's got quarterback Russell Wilson, running backs Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, wide receiver Cortland Sutton, wide receiver Chris Godwin, tight end Hawkinson. His two flexes are J.K. Dobbins and Allen Robinson, and first off the bench is going to be uh, Daryl Henderson. Love this build right off the bat. I'm going to let you know that this is a playoff team. So uh, no surprise there. Corrado is a great player. He's a past champion as well. I'm trying to think. I can't. I should know this off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no. Henry won last year. So I believe in our six years it's been, or maybe seven years, it's been I have three titles. Henry has one. Taylor has one. Corrado has one. Um, so, he, you know, he's... He's a champion. He's a multi-champion in every other league. He had a great draft. Um, let's take a look. Russell Wilson stacked with Cortland Sutton. Everyone, at least all the research I have done, and I'm buying into Cortland Sutton as well. I'm trying to buy up as much Cortland Sutton as possible. While I think Jerry Judy is also going to take a huge leap forward with Russell Wilson, 
all the touchdown potential in the world is going to be Cortland Sutton. He's a go-up-and-get-it type guy, a Mike Williams type guy who can just high point the ball, and um, I'm absolutely loving this stack. That's a fun one. He has a great running back room with Kamara and Joe Mixon. I mean, Kamara going in the second round right now is an absolute steal. Yes, he has a small chance of getting suspended for possibly the end of the year. So, yeah, that, that could that could really derail this team and anyone who takes Alvin Kamara. But, you know, a lot of people think that this case is getting pushed back till next year and that he's not going to be suspended this year. So, to me, you're still he, – he never moved back up in the first round, Alvin Kamara. It's so odd to me. Adam Schefter said it's highly unlikely – that he gets suspended this year, and we just kind of kept Kamara in the second round. He's never been a second-round pick, so it's odd to me. But uh, Corrado took the discount, and I'm sure he's loving it. A couple of high-upside uh, currently injured players with Chris Godwin and J.K. Dobbins. We'll see what happens for week one. Looks like Dob- or, um, sorry, Godwin is more likely to go than Dobbins. But, again, smart drafter, went out and grabbed Mike Davis just in case he needs to throw him in his flex as the backup running back. He also has a lot of upside with Drake London, which who the first rookie wide receiver picked in the NFL draft. And in our hearts are mostly Juan's heart, um, Falcons fan. He has uh, Daryl Henderson, who could be, he could be the guy in L.A. I, Cam Akers, we'll see what happens. I'm not a big Cam Akers guy. You know, I saw him get 30 carries last year in a game and do absolutely nothing with it. So could be injury related, but I think they might move to more of a committee. So this is just an all around good draft. I don't know what else to say about this team. Allen Robinson has his fourth flex. And um, I love the last pick, Isaiah McKenzie. Kind of like Rashad Penny, right? When Rashad Penny's in the game as the starter, he dominates for fantasy. Isaiah McKenzie has only gotten a few opportunities as the starting slot receiver, and all he does is dominate for fantasy. So it's one of those things, what's going to happen when he has the full-time role all season long? Probably unsustainable because he has a lot of weapons around him, Knox, Gabriel Davis, and Stephon Diggs, but it is Josh Allen. They don't use their running backs like most teams, um, so they're really just throw, 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 and goodness, the Bills are fun to watch. I know Gage is having a lot of fun. Uh, lately watching them, and I can't wait to see what Isaiah McKenzie can do. I hope he beats out Jamison Crowder. I I think he already did. Um, He is banged up. McKenzie, we'll see if he can get on the field. But like I said, this is his, uh, you know, fourth or fifth receiver there. He doesn't even need to start him. So this is, uh, like I said, this is a playoff roster, barring anything ridiculously crazy like an injury and Camara suspension. Uh, I, man, Elliott's is the bar so far with a B plus. I'm giving this one an A minus, man. I think it's one notch above Elliott's because of the depth on the bench. It looks like it was a chess type draft. It, he was thinking multiple moves ahead because he grabbed Dobbins, he grabbed Mike Davis. I'm not saying Mike Davis is going to save his season here, but he could he could fill in a void if J.K. Dobbins isn't ready for week one or two. So I'm going A minus. And this is a playoff team. Nice draft. Touchdown! All right, next up is going to be Mr. Tom Beggs, a.k.a. Pillar of Fire. Let's look at his roster. Quarterback Kyler Murray, running backs DeAndre Swift and Brees Hall. Wide receivers, love this. Uh, Cooper Cup and Mike Williams. 
tight end Dalton Schultz. Two flexes are going to be A.J. Dillon and Michael Thomas. And first off the bench, my guy, Elijah Moore. So uh, Tom, you know, took semi-premier players at the onesie positions, meaning Kyler Murray, decently high draft capital for him and Dalton Schultz. So he didn't exactly wait on tight end, but he also didn't reach early on for one. So Schultz could be just a PPR stud. He was great last year. He won uh, Henry the league last year. He, he had Dalton Schultz, and obviously he was off the waiver wire. So let's see what happens when, you know, you got to pay up a seventh-round pick, eighth-round pick for him this year. So um, let's see if he pans out. I believe he's probably a top-five tight end. So let's see what happens. Um, it's funny. Everyone looked at me when Tom took Brees Hall. I have Brees Hall on zero teams so far. I'm a believer in the talent. He had measurables that are off the charts, like like Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. I don't think he went to the right team. As a Jets fan, I love that he's on my team. That doesn't mean I want to draft him for fantasy football in the third round. Michael Carter is there and had a great rookie season. I'm not sure... Why the jet? I mean, he's a bigger body guy. His his measurables, like I said, are off the chart. He he will probably be the goal line back, unless they're in some sort of, uh, you know, seven yards out, third and goal. Maybe they throw in Carter to, you know, not reveal what they're doing. But um, I, I project Brees Hall to have the most touchdowns at the running back position there. But um, yeah, I just for the third round draft capital. I I was happier taking guys like DJ Moore. I like all the receivers there instead. I mean, to me, if you compare Brees Hall and Michael Pittman, both three third round guys, um, I'm taking Pittman every day. Now, if Brees was, you know, at the three four turn, maybe early fourth round, then I'm probably in because he's a much better prospect to me than guys like uh, Josh Jacobs. And at this point. I, I'm even taking him I would even I would have taken him ahead of JK Dobbins. That's just me. Dobbins is is basically Nick Chubb Light, who's also injured. Uh he's a great runner, but doesn't catch balls. I know I'm starting to talk about Corrado's team again, but doesn't catch balls. Um a great runner, but they don't I just he's not gonna be involved in the passing game. Brees Hall will, but he's going to be splitting that duties with Michael Carter on the Jets. So I'm just not sure there'll be enough to go around. The Jets are, were one of the um, worst rushing teams in the NFL last year, and they lost Mekhi Becton. So how much better can it get when you add another running back? Tevin Coleman was released. So that opens up carries. Believe it or not, he had well over 100 carries last year, Tevin Coleman. So, you know, Brees Hall is going to get his high draft capital for Brees Hall, so they'd be stupid not to use him. But, yeah, it was just funny. People looking at me like, oh, no, like, no, I'm, I'm good not taking Brees Hall early in the third. With all that said, though, it's his running back, too. DeAndre Swift is supposed to be a stud. Um, he is a stud. And, oh, by the way, Cooper Cup. I mean, what a start, though. Cooper Cup, snake around, get DeAndre Swift. That's a great start. So Mike Williams is going to be that game-breaking type wide receiver he'll have the stability of cooper cup mixed in with the you know weak winning stuff from mike williams I, I i like this build a lot michael thomas in his flex we'll see what happens if he actually can get on the field uh but if he doesn't work out he does have elijah moore there i don't like the two jets but individually i mean i love 
I love Elijah Moore. I, I, I love him. I heart you, Elijah Moore, very much. I'm scooping him up as many drafts as I can. He's he's elite, and um, I think he takes even even more of a step forward this year. Um, so yeah, he's lacking running back depth. He does have AJ Dillon in his flex, who could be used as a starter at any time. But after that, he's got just handcuffs, pretty much Kenny Gainwell and Kenyon Drake. So those are two guys who probably don't have much of a role until an injury happens. I like Gainwell much, much better than Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake just joined the Baltimore Ravens, so we'll see. I mean, hey, Corrado could have the wrong handcuff. So Corrado drafted Mike Davis because he has Dobbins. Who knows? It could be Kenyon Drake. It's kind of a sticky situation. Reminds me of the San Francisco backfield where if Elijah Mitchell went down, who's the guy to own? Is it is it Jeff Wilson, who's kind of just a guy, or is it – Tyrion Davis-Price, we really don't know. Um, with that said, this roster, good enough to me. This is a B-plus roster, and I'm projecting first year in the league, Tom Beggs will be in the playoffs. Nice draft. Touchdown! And our last team is going to be Mr. Gage Aziz, a.k.a. ChristianMingle.com. Changed his team name on us because he does have Christian McCaffrey. So let's dive into his team. Quarterback Dak Prescott, running backs CMC and Nick Chubb. Wide receivers CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson. Tight end Hunter Henry. Two flexes are Brandon Cooks, Devin Singletary. And first man off the bench is going to be Ramondre Stevenson, New England Patriots running back. So let's take a look at the squad here. Uh, not a fan of Dak Prescott as his quarterback, but I see why he did it. He has C.D. Lamb, so if you draft C.D. Lamb, um, you know that late. Or I'm sorry, that early in the draft, then obviously you have to believe in the quarterback at least somewhat. So he's got the stack. Stacks are just fun. I just I don't blame him there. Stacks are fun. You know, <laughs> you have zero points at one point, and all of a sudden your quarterback throws your wide receiver. Bang, that's 14 points right there. It's 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 just a game changer. Um, doesn't necessarily mean your team is any better. It's just more fun. So Christian McCaffrey, he's all in. I love that. So I play in two leagues with Gage, and he has Christian McCaffrey in both. So that tells me he's not worried about the injuries, nor am I. I'm all in on Christian McCaffrey, man. He, he if you remember Keenan Allen years back, was deemed injury prone. He's not. He was never injury prone. He was unlucky. He had some freak injuries that had nothing to do with um, his knees or hamstrings. Blah blah blah. It was all just freak bone incidences. I think one was a possible collarbone. Those are just freak injuries. That doesn't mean you're injury prone. And a lot was said about Christian McCaffrey being injury prone, and I don't think he is. He did have one hamstring issue. That was, I believe, two years ago. The other injuries, I mean, he got rolled up on on his ankle by a lineman. That's just a freak injury. Once that heals, you're back to 100%. It's not a lingering thing. Michael Thomas is a big concern. If you want to talk about injury prone, you can deem him injury prone. Michael Thomas, I don't even know, somehow might not be ready for week one after pretty much taking two years off. So that's an injury prone player, and that's why he's going so late in drafts. Christian McCaffrey, I'll take number one all day. I'd take him over Jonathan Taylor. 
Jonathan Taylor was the number one fantasy running back last year, but still wasn't even close to the numbers that Christian McCaffrey put up two years ago when he was number one. Um, it was actually a down year for running back points per game. So while Taylor won the award, if Derrick Henry stayed healthy, there was no way Derrick Henry wasn't going to be the number one running back in the league for fantasy last year. Jonathan Taylor was great. I mean, he scored a touchdown in like 11 straight games. Uh, but overall, scoring was down for running backs. People got hurt. Dalvin always misses games. Um you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't. Christian McCaffrey was out. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb missed games. There's a whole plethora of running backs that missed games, even Austin Eckler. So with that said, I you know, Christian McCaffrey, I'm all in as well. So talking about the rest of his team, Deontay Johnson is a great number two wide receiver. I think um, things have settled down in Pittsburgh. There are talks like, yeah, their quarterback situation is sticky. They kind of have three backups there. There are two backups and a rookie. But a lot of people are saying that for fantasy, they could be just as good or slightly even better than Big Ben was last year. So Deontay Johnson's a great second wide receiver. Hunter Henry, you know, just definitely one of the worst tight end starters here in the league. But he does catch touchdowns. So if, if you're going to take a – tight end this late you want touchdown upside so every single week gage is going to be praying for touchdowns which if you had hunter henry last year he he did get those touchdowns so gage is going to be hoping for more of the same here brandon cooks is his first flex love that devin singletary i mean for all this zach moss love and 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 cook excuse me um singletary is still the starter i haven't heard anything i mean he would gage would know more than anyone what's the word what's the buzz out of Bill's camp concerning the running backs. He obviously took Devin Singletary for a reason. Most likely he's the the starter. And Ramondre Stevenson as first player off the bench is is scary. I mean, the upside there is unbelievable. Um, I could see him thrusting him into his starting lineup uh, very soon. I, I've heard that he's catching a ton of passes with Ty Montgomery out right now. And he already was with Ty Montgomery playing. I mean, Ty Montgomery is just a guy, man. I I can't understand. The Patriots are grabbing these pass catchers. You have a pass catcher who's a bowling ball already on the team. Give that work to Ramondre. Can't wait to see what he does. So, um, to me, this is a this is a solid foundation, especially uh, at the wide receiver position. And then um, Christian McCaffrey is is basically. You get to start like two players, a wide receiver and a running back. He has a tough week one matchup against Cleveland, but I do, I really do think the Panthers are going to surprise people. I, I, I don't mind Baker Mayfield now that he's not on the Browns anymore, um, and I'm kind of rooting for the kid. The Browns absolutely just shoved him aside for Deshaun Watson, and um, you kind of hate to see that because all Baker ever did was want to win for the Browns, got him to the playoffs, and. With all that said, I think he's going to help Christian McCaffrey. I think that's he's probably the best passer that he's had since the MVP Cam Newton year, uh, which was a long, long time ago. And Christian McCaffrey was pretty young back then. So with that said, I'm giving this draft, I think it's a great core. <sighs> Let me just look at this one more time. Not a big fan of Nick Chubb as his, wider, or as his running back too. Just doesn't catch passes. Browns are going to be a bad offense. I'm going 
B minus. No, I got to go B. I'm going B, and since I do believe in Christian McCaffrey, I think this is going to be a playoff team. And if Christian McCaffrey goes down, then um, Gage's season's over, 100%. There's nobody on his team that can fill the void of taking Christian McCaffrey two overall. But if Christian McCaffrey plays anywhere between 15 to 17 games, he's going. Gage is going to be in the playoffs. So we're giving it a B. He's going to the playoffs, and that's that. I really appreciate everyone joining the show the past couple days. Part one and part two are in the books. I can't wait for next week. Uh, Bills Rams, it's going to be fantastic. And the first episode of the podcast officially will be, most likely I will record that on Monday night, during Monday Night Football, so I'll be able to see if there's any matchups that need to be decided by that game. I forget who's playing. Most likely the Raiders. They're always the Monday night game uh, week one. But So the sound should be a little bit better. I want to be in my office like I am now. And, uh, yeah, I just can't wait. So I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure you guys, whatever platform you're listening on, just make sure you uh, follow it. That way you get the notification when the podcast does come out. I'll always share it to the chat, but it's much easier because we diff- listen on different platforms. So uh, the podcast should be out either on Monday nights or Tuesday mornings starting uh, in just a couple days. I mean, probably about 10, 10 days out from the first uh, real podcast. So thanks a lot for joining, and we'll talk to you later. Good luck this year.